This episode is brought to you by Communications Training for Coffee Teams, a new Mapper Forward workshop tailored to get your team communicating more confidently to improve general mental health as well as business profitability. Click the link in the show notes for further details. Welcome to the Daily Coffee Pro by Mapper Forward Friends. I'm your host, Lee Safar, and unfortunately, this is episode five of our five-part series, our last episode with the fabulous George Howell. George, we have talked about a lot of different things in this series, but today we're talking about the future of coffee. Um, And I know that that's a very broad discussion, but when you look at the future, let's say 10 years from now, where do you see the future of coffee? It's where I hope the future of coffee is. Okay. Um, Because you see it and... I was more pessimistic about what climate change is doing to coffee than maybe I am now. Um, Really? Yeah, only because I have had one coffee that is a hybrid, which has some roots in in Robusta originally, Mm -hmm. right? Um, The Marseillesa, which is a definite hybrid, you know, from the combination of Arabica and Robusta, uh, mm-hmm. many generations of Arabica brought back into it and, uh, and the Rume Sudan. Uh, a, a lot of people's uh, favorites. Yeah. And so this has been combined and uh, now there's the H1, which mm-hmm. cannot be, you can't grow it by, with seeds. You, you have to do it with leaf culture. Right, mm-hmm. so it's much more expensive to plant this. So that's one issue, right? That's if you're a small farmer, a farmer without the resources, uh, you know, it's hard well, to have even those if, resources. Even if you're difficult. a big farmer, the investment that's required to do that kind yeah. of grafting is kind of ridiculous with huge, huge. But that's what's happening. Yeah. And so I had uh, I had H one mm-hmm. from Soledad in Guatemala, as I mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. And that was really an incredible coffee, uh, you know, very sweet, very chocolatey, mm-hmm. um, but really good, right? Now, it didn't have the floral notes or whatever, but Guatemalans generally don't. They're more mm-hmm. chocolate, nuts, and so on. But it had a sweetness to it, you know, a kind of coffee that when I had somebody come over to repair my stereo, uh, you know, I offered him a cup of coffee and I said, I don't have milk or sugar. Right. But you can have some. He said, sure. And then he started asking me if I'd put sugar in the coffee, which I did. I love it. Right? I love it. And I've had that happen to me numerous times. Right? Wow. People don't believe it. Right. That takes the right coffee and then the right you as the interpreter, the right roast. So mm. I, and I know it's a little bit of a deviation, but I, I see out my role in the roasting process as being the classical pianist or conductor Beautiful. or whatever, right? Playing Who's a piece of playing music. Playing Beethoven yes. or Bach or whatever. And that's the farmer, right? Yes. That's the way I see it, right? And the barista is also part of that delivery. Yep. Right, to do that. Um, so, um, so that H1, before that, there was just not a single hybrid I liked. And okay. I do remember, 
you know, my problems with Ruiru Ruiru Eleven in Kenya, right? Because mm -hmm. even when we were doing the uh, dorm, the George, uh, the Coffee Connection competition with uh, dormants back in the um, in the seventies, early nineties, the early nineties. Right? Yeah, um, I was going around with Jeremy Block, really criticizing Ruiru Eleven and begging farmers to keep going with the SL-28, mm -hmm. uh, which is very much more prone to diseases and all mm -hmm. the things that climate change is bringing to us. This has been the freak out for me is these great varieties that cannot withstand the no. changes that are taking place in the pests. And how do you protect them? And therefore the farmer go, and the economic stability. Well, that was the issue. Uh, go ahead with Rule 11. What you're going to see is the price is going to go down. You're not going to get the prices you're getting now with your with the auction system. And that was 100% auction back then mm -hmm. that you're getting. You're just not because there's nothing driving that people to get the quality that they're willing mm -hmm. to pay for. Um, the H1 gives me hope. Okay. You know, there are new process. There are new ones. Uh, there's nothing yet. All the uh, the hybrids in Kenya are not convincing to me, and that they do not have that amazing, smooth, velvety depth of the sweetest blackberry you ever had. Right? It's just not there. Um, very different from the geisha. Uh, and oh, yeah. quite complimentary. Geisha is like champagne. Mm -hmm. uh, and the great Kenyans are Bordeaux. Mm. Pure Bordeaux. Right. Like are you worried about losing them? Super worried. Right? Wow. Mamudo is 100% SL28 and SL34. Right. And they've done that with my blessing, right? I mean, right. I wanted them to do that, but it scares me. Right? What's the timeline you think on that? 10 years, 15 years? I don't know. Uh, well, there's another move now that's very, that really just came out of nowhere. I mean, major producers of like Guatemalan coffee mm -hmm. are now really going towards much more sustainable agriculture, regenerative agriculture. Mm -hmm. which is Suddenly, so wonderful to hear right i am hearing that from people who yep. were up until a year or two ago maybe maybe later but you know for, from they're speaking about it now and doing it right mm -hmm. uh they were from the old school of you get rid of every weed with the herbicide and so on blah 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 now it's the reverse right separating the trees a little bit more uh growing uh, allowing Corn plants and stuff in to between them. down there, uh, yeah. bringing goats and sheep to eat the, the weeds right there, right? And on and on and on. Shade right? planting, all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, all of that stuff, right? So, and I'm hearing this from larger farmers, right, who are starting to really do this. That's exciting, okay? So mm. we, we have to see. You know, can they withstand it? There will be certain places that are gifted by by nature or whatever that work. Prices mm -hmm. could go up. Um, what 
other about, farmers because they're too low or in the wrong places will have to change to cocoa or something else. Right. There's just there is no two ways about it. Alejandro Cardena uh, has been talking a lot on LinkedIn recently and I think this is where we connected about having this conversation but he's been talking um, a lot recently about the migratory workforce uh, in Colombia just abandoning um, pickers right like that's a real threat to our complex agricultural product huge Uh, yeah El Salvador um, a huge estate 400 people to pick coffee down to 100. I mean, how did they sustain that? So this is, this is a a real problem, right? Uh, The technology may be there to some degree, right? But it will change the economics. But you know, there are in Brazil, we're we're seeing already um, uh, cherry sorters, Right. right? that have been developed from uh, from cherry tomatoes and that kind of thing. Right. Separating the colors, right? And they're being able to go faster and, and more. Um, you're on mountain slopes in the great areas, not on flat right. land. Which, so automated mechan- mechanized picking is, strip picking right. is not going to be possible. But there may be more robotic ways to do it. Right? Okay. In the future, as we go. Um, it's going to have to be some combination, um, you know, but there, there always has been ingenuity right. at work when, I, you know, when the rubber hits the road, as we say. I, I want to add into that. Um, we recently had my, actually my identical twin sister on the podcast to talk about the energy transition crisis and how little attention we're paying to it in coffee um and my big concern is from the producer's perspective uh as a lot of the countries that we they've all signed the paris accord most of the countries that produce coffee and they're going to have emissions targets that they have to meet and so when it comes to being able to adapt uh to those standards my big concern is that the the small produ- smaller producers that can't afford to move away from diesel engines, they can't um, afford to put solar panels, they can't afford to be a part of this energy transition, that when it comes to things like ACG and companies demanding that you are required to meet a certain standard before we can buy your coffee, you must show us that you are emissions oh, yes. net zero. Right. Yeah. Are we? Is it certain death for? Not necessarily. Uh, you know, the countries, the governments, and the associations will they step in? Have to, well, you know, Colombia certainly was doing it for many years for their farmers. They mm-hmm. really did a major advertising campaign. I mean, people bought Colombia like there was no tomorrow. I remember. Except the FNC is very on top of a lot of this stuff compared to other countries, right? Right. But it it shows, you know, Guatemala's done some work that way too. Okay. Uh, Right. Uh, On a cafe. Uh, Right. You know, so it's, it's, it's possible. Um, A lot of these poor farmers, don't even have the diesel engines you're talking about. Right. <laughs> so right. it may be one of those things where they went from no phone to the iPhone. <laughs> right. right, right. As it goes. Um, so, you know, I mean, all the people 
you know, the labor situation started to change years ago when the when the cell phones started to happen and suddenly right. migrant pickers were able to say, no, you're not paying me enough. I'm going to go work for the sugarcane place over here and not you coffee people. <laughs> well, and now they're choosing to just migrate to the United States. That's Or work construction. It's huge in Guatemala and El Salvador. It's construction in those countries. So there there is this advancement. Mm. And that's another, it's a plus and a worry. Well, it it could also be a force that drives the cost of of production up and the cost of, therefore, the cost of coffee. Uh, Yeah, and a whole lot of more automobiles and needs for all of that energy, right? So it's, uh, it's hard to say so far. Right, but, right. Yeah. So, if to end on a on a positive George Hal note, um, what is the thing that you're most excited about with regards to the future of coffee? Uh, I would have to say that it was actually tasting one of these hybrids. Okay, that it could be sweet, right? Beautiful. So that's there's a plug for World Coffee Research. One light glimmering out there, right? <laughs> And so maybe it's possible that you can have a, an SL28, you know, new birth, right? Who knows? Okay. Right? But, and it uh, got to be said that the SL28 is the only variety I know that was produced for commercial reasons, mm. right? In the early 20th century uh, for, for being drought resistant. It wasn't mm. about quality. No. And yet, it produced perhaps, you know, the only other variety that easily stands up to geisha in every sense of the word, in terms of uniqueness, cup quality, flavor, unique flavor, sweetness, higher to my mind than the geisha. Wow. I think so. Wow. You heard it here first, folks. You get a folks. really good one? Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Folks, you can check the show notes to be able to connect with all of uh, George Hal Coffee's um, social media. Um, George, I I want to wrap this up by just thanking you for setting such a high standard for the rest of us, and uh, I'm very grateful. Well, Lee, thank you. Uh, you know, these conversations really make me think about these issues again. Beautiful. Rethink them, and Beautiful. that's all. Always of great value. Thank you, sir. Open invitation if you ever want to have a conversation about anything that's going on in the coffee world, come and beat your fist here. And, I'll call uh, you next week. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Do you want to end this episode with your version of peace, love, and whatever? <laughs> peace, love, and great coffee, especially Kenya. <laughs> <laughs> have an amazing rest of your day, folks. Thank you so much, George. Bye, everyone. Bye, Lee. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in, friends. There are two ways you can support this podcast. Firstly, become a paid member of our YouTube channel. Secondly, you can join our Patreon for as little as $3 a month. Both have options for exclusive ad-free content and early release content. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. The Daily Coffee Pro is produced by Map It Forward and the music you're listening to is called Run 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 off of my album Laundry After Midnight. To get older episodes of this podcast, as well as more information on Map It Forward, head to mapitforward.coffee. You can find links and more information in the show notes below.